Well, today is uh, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. You know, 12, 31, 23. If you haven't written that out yet, but that's, what, that's where we're at. Uh, closing out uh, another year. And, uh, you know, everybody, sometimes you reach the end of the year and everybody says, man, am I glad that year's over? You know, and, uh, and that could be for you today. Uh, there may be those who are here this morning and say, that was a good year, but I'm only building on what God wants to do for the next year. And so this morning, uh, normally a lot of times I give my year end in a review, uh, but I felt like I wouldn't go that way, but I would just want to give you something to take from this day forward. Uh, but last year, you know, as 2023, uh, the number three, we'll talk about that maybe in a couple of weeks, but the number three is the word, is the the name of the number in the Hebrew, which everything represented a word. Uh, a word had a letter value, I mean a numeric value as well as a letter. And so anyway, it was the, the number three uh, was that of a gemel, which is uh, the camels. And so we said the camels were coming. And you know what? It's amazing that the camels always represented a lighter burden. They represented blessings because they carried good things. And in spite of the year that we've been in, you're here today. You're here today. God's brought us through, and he'll bring us through. Amen? He's provided in ways that's beyond our comprehension, and he'll continue to do that. I believe that with all my heart. So this morning, I just want to speak to you. I didn't have a whole lot to say, but you know how that goes. You know how that goes. I'll just blame it on the Holy Spirit. You didn't get that, I guess. Blame it on the Holy Spirit. That's what Pastor Carlo used to say. Somebody would get up and start doing something. He says, yeah, then they'll blame it on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> anyway, so this morning, I, I just want to give you a little bit of what I felt like God had put in my heart over the last uh, couple of weeks. It's been a, a, lot, a lot going on over this past month, especially uh, within the last few weeks. And so today I, uh, I just empty myself out, God, and I just say, pour in me so it can be poured forth to these people, Father, what we need for today. I pray that we hear your voice. We speak what you speak and let everyone hear what you're saying. Lord, it may not just be words that come through my mouth, but what you're speaking into spirits today. We prepare our hearts for the word of God. We thank you, God, there's gonna be things that are uprooted, pulled down, torn out, but there will be that of planting, building, and restoring at the same time. So we thank you, God. We want what you have for us. Say that with me. We want what you have for us. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Open my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So anyway, I just real quickly the the first slide that's up there shows a uh, it's a, like an entrance or a doorway we're leaving walking out of 2023 and stepping into 2024 and that's where we're at we've got uh, roughly 13 hours almost 13 hours uh, left in this year a lot of people think well it's the last day of the year what does it count what does it matter how many of you know if God gave us this day it matters right. amen Every minute that God gives us matters. It's important. Today is important. 
It's not just getting past a calendar day uh, and get this behind us, but there's something that God wants to say to each and every one of us. And so you're here this morning, and I pray that you came with that intention and that God fills his, his purpose and his desire uh, in your life today. So something that I just felt like, I said, Lord, what do, what do I need to... Uh, what do I need to give this morning? And there was only really three things that really jumped out at me. Number one, he says, prepare for 2024. Prepare for. So today, I just want to give you a little bit of things that's going to prepare you for what is ahead. Uh, you know, when we move into from one calendar year into another, uh, sometimes we think it doesn't change. I mean, what you have now, you'll have tomorrow, right? It's just a flip of a calendar. That's all it is. But somehow it gives us some sort of a hope that we have step into something new. And I believe it can if that's the intent of your heart and that's the motive by which you go into that and enter into it. But I just felt like the Lord was saying, prepare for 24. And there will be some things I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but this morning, I want to give you some things that I think will be of importance uh, to where you are. How you end, how you finish here is important to how you begin from this point on. Amen? Amen. You in agreement? Amen. All right. So be in agreement. That's okay to do it. How many, you know, they go crazy in 13 hours. Well, 12 hours from here in New York, they'll be going crazy, right? Because time, but the eternal one is here right now. How many of you know we ought to be going crazy? Say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's okay to be vocal this morning. Amen. There was two words that really kind of jumped out at me in this, what we need to be prepared for and how we need to be prepared in moving forward from this. Number one, I heard two words. One was purge. Everybody say purge. Purge for purity. It's going to be very important as we prepare for 2024 for what God has for us. Now, we should always be clean, but the thing that we should always be purified, amen, Walk in purity. Uh, Psalm 24 says, uh, Who may ascend into the hill of the Most High? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Purity is going to be important. And I want you to begin to think about things today of a purging of what needs to take place. The word purge in the Hebrew means the same thing that we would understand it. It means a clean cleansing or a cleaning out. When David had sinned, uh, and he cried out before God. He said, purge me with hyssop. And we'll talk a little bit later about that in the uh, weeks to come. But it was a, t a type of taking the hyssop and, and dipping it in the blood and then cleansing him. He said, if you purge me, Lord, I will be whiter than snow. And I believe that every one of us, no one is exempt. God says, I want you to do a purging. I want to do a purging in your life because I, wanna, I want you to be pure before me. Amen. Second word was that of pruning. I don't like that word. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but we prune for productivity. We prune for productivity. It means to trim away, to cut back, or even cut out. I'm not a, I'm not a horticulturalist or anything like that, uh, not even a good gardener, uh, but we know that there are things that sometimes have to be cut out. Uh, Heather was here last fall, and the rose bushes that were out on the island there as you drive in, 
had a lot of dead branches inside of them. And she said, do you want me to trim it down or do you want me to trim it out, cut it out? I said, we've got to get rid of it because there's things that's just got to be cut out. Amen? Amen. But also in the pruning factor, it's not just to cut away the dead things that's choking or whatever, but it's also a cutting back of even things that look beautiful now. Because it's got more beautiful things yet to come. When we prune away those things, and sometimes that's, you know, it looks, when you drive in there, well, now during this season right now, it kind of looks bare, a couple of sprigs here and there. But how many of you know that in time, when spring rolls around, it comes forth in fullness? The pruning process, sometimes it hurts, sometimes it doesn't appear good, and I'm speaking in our lives, that, that God's saying, you know, there, there's some things that need to be trimmed away. There's things that need to be cut, at, cut back, but there's things that need to be cut out. Amen. And I want you to think about that on your life. If you want to go forth, if you want, if you expect 20, uh, tw- at the end of 2024 to be farther along than you are right now, 366 days from now, because we got leap year. But if you look forward 366 days, if you want to have more fullness, then you're going to have to cut back some things, right? For the good. So these were the things that really jumped out at me. And, and, and I want you, the reason I've given you that paper is I want you to begin to think about those things. And a little bit later, we'll act it out, put a prophetic act upon that if we can. So this morning, I want to use as an example, I want you to consider Exodus, the 12th chapter. Verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginnings of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. A little backstory. You know where they've been. They've been disobedient to God. God said that if they did that, they would live in bondage, told them the amount of years. For over 400 years, they were in Egypt. Here's God's chosen people who were slaves, servants, in bondage to Pharaoh. Whatever they did, they built up Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's kingdom. All their hard work, everything they did, their blood, sweat, and tears, their children, was owned by Egypt, a system, because of the disobedience. But God didn't want them to be there, nor did they want to be there, but they had to fulfill the times. The Bible says that they cried out to the Lord. And finally, a deliverer came along by the name of Moses. Remember? God says to Moses, he said, I want you to lead my people out of there. And so it's an interesting thing. When we talk about New Year's, the Hebrew calendar has a lot of New Year's. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, uh, the New Year in the Hebrew, we celebrate in the fall because it's the... Uh, Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. But Israel not only had that as the head of the year, but they also had in the springtime Passover because it represented the new year of their getting out. So there were things that they had to understand. There were multiple new years. And of course, uh, we, we kind of think, well, how can you have that? Well, you know, we have school years. We have uh, baseball, whatever, whatever you want to go by. There are seasons that are accordingly 
And so we, we have a calendar date that by the Gregorian calendar that we decided that January 1st is going to be the first day, and this is the way it goes. Does God worry about the calendar? No, but I think he does use the calendar days. Every day is important. And so as we look at this, I, I believe I've got a New Year's Day message for you. So he says in, the, in this particular month, he said the month that they were in, the month of Nisan, he said this will be the beginning of your years, the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. So when he was telling them that, he says, I'm pronouncing a New Year's Day that's going to come along. So in other words, uh, they were going to reach a New Year's Eve. And what they did on New Year's Eve was important to what they did and how they went on New Year's Day. So a lot of people think that tomorrow's an important day. Today's an important day, right? right? The way you go into tomorrow from today is going to be as important as what happens tomorrow, uh -huh. right? right? Now, I plan on eating my black-eyed peas. Make sure Teresa's got them for me and all those, you know, I'm ready for it. But the way we go into New Year tomorrow from today is going to be very important. So this represented a new day that was going to begin. He said in this month, this is going to be the beginning of the month, and this is how you're going to treat it. The first day will be the first of the month, but the 14th day is actually going to be the new. Because it's the day I'm going to transition you out of Egypt from where you've been crying to said, God, deliver us from. And he says, I'm going to transfer you. I'm going to translate you to get you out of the old and into the new. And this is going to be the marking point by which we do it. Now, I believe we've got 13 hours, hours left today. But I believe that God could do uh, in one minute more than we can do in a lifetime. I didn't know we were going to sing turnaround today. God turned it around. But that was in my heart when I was thinking about this. Some of you have had some rough times. 2023 has been shaking, but there's going to be a lot of shaking going around. But sometimes, it, how many of you felt like you battled the devil this year? Anybody? Come on, physically, financially, emotionally, there's been a battle going on. But know this, that God wants to turn some things around this morning. Amen? And I believe that there's 13 hours left but it's not over yet. Amen? This year isn't over, and there's still time for God to do a turnaround for you. He can change everything in a moment. Amen? When the time comes, be ready for the new things that need to be purged in your life. I want you to think about that right now. I want you to begin to think of things that are in your life that are being uh, they're, they're, they're polluting, they're, they're uh, contaminating, they're discoloring, and they need to be purged. I think there's things that need to be trimmed and pruned, and you need to think about that in every area of your life. It could be in your business, it could be in your marriage, it can be in, a, in, a, a, in your physical body, whatever it would be. Now, it took Israel one day I mean, the matter of a night, actually. They got ready on New Year's Eve, and the Lord said, he, he told Moses, he said, I want you to tell the head of every house, this is what he's got to do. He's got to get a pure lamb, and he's going to sacrifice that lamb. And it would be sacrificed there at the threshold of the door of their house, their dwelling. And he said, the blood will spill there, but I want you to take the hyssop 
and dip it in the blood and then paint the doorpost there. And in a matter, he said, when the death angel passes over uh, and you'll hear the cries from all those in Egypt, Pharaoh's son as well, his life will be taken. Only those who have the blood on their doorpost will be spared. And he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass right on over. And at midnight, that began to take place. And he said, I want you to be ready to go when that happens. you got to be ready to go. There was a pruning, a purging that was going to take place. It only took one day for Israel to get out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. There was a change of geography, but there was not a change of the heart. They had things. Even though they cried out to God and they said, God, deliver us. You've given us a promised land. We want to go to the promises. We got, we've heard about what you're going to do. We know that it's there, the promise that you made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And here we are. Deliver us, O oh God. And he delivers them in one night. But for the next 40 years, they spent wondering why they're not in Egypt any longer. 40 years. The Bible says it in the book of Deuteronomy, the first chapter, it says that they took off on an 11-day journey to get from where they were to where they were supposed to go. And in the 40th year, <laughs> I mean, you know, something's wrong there, amen? It jumps from the 11-day journey to 40 years later. And finally, Moses, God said to Moses, he said, guys, you've been circling this mountain long enough. It's about time you do something different. It's about time you make a change. About time for a turnaround, and maybe the turnaround is in your mind. Maybe the turnaround is in something you need to do, but you haven't done because you didn't want to do. Right? right. Amen? Amen? Oh, come on, preach with me today. Good. Good. And so as I was thinking about this, uh, I didn't even give you this. Oh, I did give you the scripture. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry about that been a busy week so today if you had to move not just a calendar date if you had to move physically let's say for instance this was your day that you're supposed to leave we got to be out of the house by midnight tonight what would you take and what would you leave behind and you almost have to think of that whole thing, what, is, what do I need and what do I not need? And these are the things by which I think we have to look at where God wants to take us. And so I've written down a list of things that might help you out. And I want you to begin thinking about what you don't need, all right? Things that you need to leave behind. I, I don't know, I remember a movie, this shows my mentality, but uh, it was a movie called The Jerk. <laughs> does anybody, does anybody, come on, hand, oh, <laughs> heads bowed, eyes closed, those of you that saw The Jerk, lift your hand, nobody's going to judge you right now. <laughs> Steve Martin, you know, when he's going out to find his purpose and everything, and he says, all I need to take, this is all I need. 
And he's got all these things, just this. And before long, he's burdened down. He's carrying a chair and everything that he could think of. And it's all, he can't even hardly get one foot in front of the other because this is all I need. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And sometimes I think that's what we look at when God takes us where we're supposed to go. Oh, God, I'm ready to go. I'll follow you. I'll abandon everything. But I can't. I got, I got, I, you know I have to have this God. You know what I'm talking about. Now, you know I, I'm going to need that there. And we start thinking of things that we're going to need at that place. And there's some stuff that we need to leave behind. There's things in 2023 that have been a burden to you. They've been choking out other things. They've been stopping the productivity, the fruitfulness of what God wants to give you. And he says, it's time to cleanse it. It's time to cut it off. Amen. Are you not getting excited about this or what? Sometimes we just got to unpack it. You know, when, have you ever been to, to fly on the airport before they did the thing about the weight? You know, and now they charge you. So then we, we become, become more conscious about what we put in there. Right? Well, we, oh, I don't want to do that. And have you ever been there before and they say, you got too much stuff in here. What are you going to do? And you're at the ticket gate. You know what I mean? Oh, what do I not need? What do I not need? And you start sorting through there, figuring out what's important. What's not important? I mean, look at it like this. In this journey that God's taken you, you start filtering through what's important, what's not important. What have I been hanging on to? What do I need to let go? It's time to unpack it. It becomes a weight to us. There are things that become a weight to us. This is what the Lord's been giving me. Don't let things, or whatever that it is, or those things, or that, uh, those it's, weigh you down. It's time that leave the past in the past right there's a reason it's past leave it there amen you can't change the past now and you can't change it later so why drag it with you right there's not going to be a moment in time when you can change it it's always going to be there it's just how you deal with it amen you can redeem it though amen by the blood of Jesus, you can redeem it. Somebody might be here today. You say, you don't know what I've struggled with. You don't know what's in my past. He says, yeah, but I can redeem it. I can purge it with my precious blood and change everything. Amen? And I believe he wants to do that. I think there's things mentally that, we, that are in the past, things that are in the physical realm, the spiritual realm. It's time to just leave it where it was and say, today's the day. As Tess said, we're moving forward. We're stepping out from where we're at, and this is not going to drag me down. It's not going to weigh me down. It's not going to hold me down. It's not going to stop me from doing and accomplishing everything that God wants to do. And I will begin right now at this moment and finish out the next 12 hours knowing the anticipation that God could do it right at this moment. And if he chooses not to, I'm still going forward, trusting and believing he's been faithful before. He'll be faithful again. All the promises of God are yes and amen to those who love him. Amen? amen. So those promises that you've been holding on to. I've got promises. I've got prayer requests that I've brought from year to year to year to year. Finally, some of them get answered. You know what? I just carry them over. I don't say, well, God didn't care about that. I just know that he's going to do it. He said he would, and I believe it. He told us things, that these seats would be full. Yes, yes. He said we would see revival. We will see revival. Yes, yes. If we want it, we'll have it. Amen. And it will happen whether we want it or not. Somebody will want it. That's right. Amen. 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 
It's time that we leave behind the sorrows. Somebody's been bearing those sorrows for a long time. Somebody, the heartaches. We don't need to take them into the next year. Oh, I like the song, I Thank God. Goodbye to so long to my old friends, burden and bitterness. You ain't welcome here, amen? Hallelujah. Take it out of the suitcase and throw it down. Get it out of the backpack and say, you are not weighing me down any longer. I'm tired of bearing this burden. I'm tired of bearing and carrying around this bitterness and protecting this bitterness. It's time to let it go in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time that we unchain ourselves from the weight of oppression. I believe there's a spirit of oppression that tries to get upon God's people, and that oppression leads to depression. You don't have to be bound by that. that. It's time to say, I'm taking the chain off. I'm not dragging this thing around into this next year. I'm leaving it behind. Amen? Amen. Some people bear offenses. Well, you don't know what so-and-so did to me. No, I don't. I don't care to know. All right? But God does. He wants you to leave it. Oh, what was the song we used to sing? Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Amen? The offenses, hurts, hang-ups, habits. You can write down as, you're, as we're going there. If, you, if this registers with you, it's something you're going to leave behind. Amen? That's why I gave you that paper. You don't have pens, do you? Oh, well. We got some pens. Here comes some pens. Amen. Guilt. Is there anybody here that have done foolish things in your past? Anybody? Come on. How many of you ever... The enemy comes up, and he tries to bring that guilt back on you. And he says, you know what? You'll never make it beyond this point. You're bearing that guilt that you don't need to bear. Isaiah said that the Messiah, when he comes, he would bear our, our shame, our guilt, and he wants to bear it for us, so leave it there. Amen? Worries. Worries are not going to get any better in the next year. They just get worse. They mushroom. They build up. Shame. Blame. Oh, we can go on until 2030, but sometimes people hold back. Well, I would have made it, but that person there and that thing there, or I never had this, or I never have that. They want to blame it on somebody, just like the original sin in the garden. God said, "Uh, what happened here? What, what, What happened? Did you eat of the fruit? Well, you know that woman that you gave me? <laughs> he was blaming the woman, but actually he was blaming God. You gave her to me. And then she says, well, it was the serpent, actually. It doesn't matter where the blame went. The fault was occurred. And God wants to take that away. Fear. Does anybody struggle with fear? Fear is paralyzing. Yes, it is. Paralyzing. I know... You only, only one person raised their hand. Thank, for you, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. But a lot of people were too afraid to raise their hand. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right? Come on. Yeah. All types of fears that we have. Amen. That's right. All types of fear. Doubt. Unbelief. 
It's time to declutter. It's time to get the clutter out of our life. Things that, that take up space. It's like a closet in your life. You got things there that's taking up things and causing other things to not be able to be in there. Are you with me? It's time to purge. Fear of man. Fear of what others are going to think. Fear of failure. Living up to others' expectations. Negativity. The I can't mentality. I can't. I quit. Procrastination. Procrastination. Lord, I'm sorry. I raised my hand on that one. I'll, I'll do that later. I'll repent of that later. Gina Boyd, not here this morning, but I, is, it, is it the book signing this week? Is that the, the th- I think it's at, at Steel City Cheesecakes. Anybody know? I, I know it's this week, I believe it is. I think it may be Saturday or one of these days, but she's signing a book, but she broke procrastination out of her life. She had been doing this ministry of cleansing souls for 25 years, and she had felt it. Judy Knapp, several confirmations of people saying, you need to write a book about this to give to other people. And so she decided she would do it. Judy helped her with, with uh, uh, whatever you do, editing and so forth and putting it all together, going through the process. And she made a step. In a few months' time, it was done. I have no excuse now. Right? The later on down the road. Oh, I'll get to that later on down the road. Someday. One day. Why not today? Right? Why not today? Begin. At some point. Worry about other people's opinions. Some people have to cut off the overcommitments. They're overextended. Overextended in finances. Overextended with their time. You know, let, let me talk about that just for a moment. One of the things that the Lord told them when they left Egypt, he says, I want you to take flour and bread for the night. But leaven, you have to leave out. And you know why? Because leaven was was like a yeast, and it took time for it to rise. And he says, you're not going to have time. You're going to have to get out so quick, that thing is going to take up your time. There might be people today that God's saying there's leaven of time in your life. There are things that you need to put aside because it's taking up your time and you don't have time to get into what God has for you because you become so puffed with this other stuff. Amen? People pleasers. The what ifs. We can live our life by what ifs. What if I had done this? What if I hadn't done that? What if this would have happened? What if all this kind of stuff? These can be burdens. They need to leave, just leave them behind. To say today is the day. It's over. Don't take lack into next year. Amen? A mentality of lack. People take curses. They carry them on for generations. It's called generational curses. Well, my family was like that. My daddy was like that. His daddy was like that. Don't drag that into your future. Be your person and step out of that. Amen? Amen. 
even curses that have been spoken over you. We may not even realize it. People have pronounced judgments upon us. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never be that. You'll never succeed. You'll never have that. All types of things that, that, that people have spoken over us or we have thought about it, coaches, teachers, whatever, so-called friends saying those things. Leave it behind. Bad memories, sicknesses, sadness, weaknesses, poverty, affliction, bondage. This is what their lives were consumed with, but God told me, says, this is going to be a new day, a new year for you. You've come through 433 years, or 30 years of this, but you're stepping into a new day, and it's time you have a new mentality, a new outlook, and a new way of getting out of this thing. They lived in poverty and affliction, bondage, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Leave it back there today. Amen. I used to do these, uh, uh, what do you call it, high school assemblies, junior high and high school assemblies when, uh, back when I was in Arkansas in youth ministry and spoke before a lot of people. I had the privilege of speaking to, uh, in Arkansas, the, the elite, you know, 500 kids that were chosen to be a part of this thing and, and the elite. And it was about just say no, or I'm sorry, it was about uh, Arkansans for a drug-free youth. And Nancy Roosevelt had developed a, a, a slogan. It's called just say no. Just say no. It becomes difficult, but it all boils down to that. Say no. Learn how to say no. How many of you know sometimes we need to learn how to say no? Right? No. 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 <laughs> you have to do it with an attitude, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Leave it back there today. Israel started thinking as they got along that slavery wasn't all that bad when they got out there and had to start trusting God. When they had to, even though the manna was there day by day, even when they got out there and the water was coming out of a rock, no matter what the miracle was, fire by day or fire by night, a cloud by day, didn't matter. They started thinking about Israel. In Hebrews said that if they had called to mind those things, they would have gone back there. How many of you know what, what absorbs your thinking will cause you to, to go there? Start thinking about those things. Oh, remember that. Start thinking about those things. And they started craving the leeks and the onions. Of all the things to want to go back into bondage for. Please, lock me up. Chain me away. Isolate me. Just give me some onions. <laughs> you know? But that's, what they're, that's how, how deceived that they were. They forgot about the taskmasters who, who told them because they kept multiplying. Remember when they, they kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying and the Egyptians said, man, these guys are going to be mightier and stronger than we are. And so they put more rigorous work on them. And here are these crafted, I mean, these skilled guys who were artisans that, that people didn't even, they didn't even realize. They had the ability to sculpt gold and, and the, uh, make images of the of the. Uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant and all the beautiful things, the tabernacle, but they were stuck making bricks. And they forgot about the taskmasters and how rough and how rude that they were on them. 
They forgot about the, about the bullies, and they desired to go back there. They forgot about how they had to work hard, and the schedules was tough. tough. They forgot about the fact that, that there was no freedom, that they were prisoners, that they were slave, and they had a slave mentality. It's time to cut it out and clean it out as you move forward. Amen? Some, some, some of you may need to cut out on unhealthy habits and toxic relationships. But the thing is, God promised them a turnaround. He had promised them a turnaround. He had promised them that they wouldn't be in that condition all over uh, again. And I really believe that, I think that's what God's telling me today, to tell you, to tell me, to tell us, is that there's things that we need to purge, things we need to prune, in preparation for what we have that's up ahead. Because I believe that God's still the God of a turnaround, amen? He can do divine reversals, Amen. switching things, and nobody even knows what happened. He can switch situations, turn around situations. He can even take your bad decisions and turn around because he can take all those things, the things that were made for evil, to turn them into good for your life. And he can cause divine acceleration. He can produce suddenlies and immediatelies and instantlies. And all of a sudden, everything changes in your life. He can do that. Do you believe it? Amen. You can have promised land living, living under the promise rather than under the curse. I like Deuteronomy 28. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just think of the stuff here. He says, now it came to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his commandments, which I give to you today, the Lord God will set you high above the nations of the earth. All these blessings are going to come on you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the country, blessed in the fruit of your body, the produce of the ground, increase of your herds, increase of your cattle. Blessed is your basket, your kneading bowl. Blessed when you come in. You're blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who come against you for, throughout 2023 to be de uh, devoured. He will be, they will be defeated before you. The Lord will command his blessing in your storehouse. Not only what you, what you had to spend, but what you're able to put back. He says, I'll bless what's already in the storehouse. Think about that. you got a storehouse, and it's still growing. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? The field has the ability to grow, but the storehouse has already been plucked. It's been put in a, a place there. But it's just like the, the meal and the oil. It was blessed. The meal didn't grow inside of there. It just kept multiplying. He can cause your, your storehouse to be multiplied. Is that not good? Y'all are not getting into this. He says, I'll bless you in the land that the Lord God's giving you. He will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments, if you listen to what I, he says and do what he says. I like this next verse in Psalms. Psalms 105 kind of talks about Israel's journey. But he gets there and he, in 37. He says, he also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among them. How many of you know if he wants to bring you out with silver and gold, you don't have enough baggage to carry all the clutter? Oh, that's good. Right? Why carry the other stuff? I want to make sure I have my vessel, not a few. I want to have a big suitcase when I get there, empty. Fill it all. Amen? Fill it all. They went out with linens, fine clothing, all the great things. In other words, what he says here, you're going out with great health and great wealth. Amen. 
I'm leaving that sickness and stuff behind. I'm tired of being sick and, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. That can stay there no longer for my life. Amen. Come on. It's, how many of you want that? He says, I'm going to walk you out in wholeness. He says, your shoe, their shoes didn't even wear out. Forty years, same pair of sandals. He didn't say anything about how they smelled, but anyway. <laughs> Amen. They get out of the desert after 40 years, and they're still able to sell their sandals in a thrift store. Think about that. Amen. That's awesome. Wholeness, healing, shalom upon their life, completeness, fulfillment, all these things, more abundance. They, 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 were, they lacked there, but they moved from lack into abundance and even more abundance and from never enough to more than enough. Amen. How many of you want that for this next year? Yes. Prepare for it. Amen. Amen. There's power for change in your heart, your head, and your hands. The power for change is in your heart with what God puts inside of you. When you purge it, fill it up with there. Start getting your mind in order. Speak, think, and speak, and do accordingly. I believe that the Lord says you're one decision away. One decision away in 2023 from making a difference for 2024. Yes. You want to prepare for it? Amen. The decisions before you today, you can either live in regret or you can reset. Amen. Regret or reset. I hope you're all writing stuff down. I'm going to ask if you come back, we're going to sing something uh, as we go out of here. But what I want you to do is whatever you write down, when you walk out of here, it goes in that trash can back there. It's not taking it with me. I'm leaving it here. We're going to get rid of that thing. Whatever it is. Those things that I've mentioned, they're just a few. I don't know what God's speaking to your heart, but there's things that you'd like to purge and you'd like to prune. It might be tough, but God will give you the strength to do it. He'll give you the blood to cleanse it. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll give you the sharp word to cut it off, the strength and the ability to do it. Another scripture it says about them, he said that he brought them out with a high hand. In other words, strong and mighty. The strength in the hand of the Lord is what he brought them out with. You're going to find that if you do this and you follow God's word, it won't be in the strength of man, but it'll be the strength of God through you. Amen. And he says, he asked him to remember, he said, remember when I brought you out of Egypt? I carried you on eagle's wings. Man, I lifted you up above everything, higher than the enemy. And God wants to do that for us. And I believe that he's beginning. What needs to be purged in your life? What needs to be pruned? in your life. I want you to write those things down. We're going to sing a song here, and we're going to thank God this morning. We're going to say goodbye to burdens and bitterness. Goodbye to all these things. Goodbye, so long, farewell, adieu, adios, sayonara, whatever. (laughs) Goodbye. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to, uh, I got to figure out what we're doing here. I want to anoint, uh, we're going to anoint a prayer cloth. Uh, to send over for Bobby today. Uh, but I've got a couple extra if anybody else wants some to take. Maybe you want to put it in your house, wherever. Put it under a pillow, mattress, whatever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't get the oil out of this. Can somebody come up here and deal with this oil? 
It's not working for me. Maybe you have to squeeze it. Might have to squeeze it out of there. But we've got some, got some oil. We're going to pray over them. Amen? Amen. Are you still writing? Still writing? Are you done? Just a little bit on each of them. That would be good. There, well, there's like 10 or 12, I think. Or you can pat them together. Just take one and blot it on the other one. There, there you go. Amen. Stand to your feet if you would, please. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless your name. We bless your name today, God. You're great. You're mighty. You're worthy to be praised. We thank your holy name today, Father. We thank you, Jesus. You're bringing us out to lead us in. Thank you, Jesus. You're leading us out, bringing us out to lead us in. You guide where you provide. Father, things that we've been believing for, God says, I've got provision for. I'm thanking you, Lord, for, for uh, uh, Father, for... I'm believing. Thank you, Father. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Some of you are already taking a step. You've already made a decision. You're taking that step, and God says, I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to meet you there. I'm in that decision that you've already made, and I'm going to take care of you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name, Jesus.